We are delighted to partner with Jane Plan, the UK's leading weight management system for this season. Use unique code TWC50 for an incredible £50 off at www.janeplan.com. And as you get older, you just understand that, you know, even if you tried hard and changed yourself and attracted somebody, um, it won't last because Mm. at the first place, you attracted them by being a version of yourself that was not real. And so when you are showing up as your real self, it might be a little harder, it might take a little longer, but it's worth it because then the person you attract is actually a match for who you are and what can be more joyous and fulfilling than that. Hello and welcome to Two Women Chatting. I'm Michelle. And I'm Liz. And we're talking all about dating today. Not for us necessarily, but midlife dating for people who want to get back into the scene for one reason or another. And it it made me think about, I mean, I'd be horrified to go back into dating. It's such hard work in many ways, isn't it? It's exhilarating, the flirt, the the chase, all of that stuff. But, you know, I personally have an awful lot of wobbly bits that never need to be shared with anybody else. I think, you know, we've been married for a long time. And you have your ups and downs. I'm not saying you sometimes you want to murder them. Uh, But, you know, I'm very happy married. And the thought of having to go on a date with someone else would terrify me. I think terrifying is a good word, actually, because I I, I think, you know, when you've potentially been with somebody for decades, Mm. that's the person you know. That's the person who's snores you recognize who you feel their presence even if you're not looking at them yeah that you share thoughts with and to to even try and go after that connection um and of course you know lots of people at our age their kids leave home maybe they find out that they don't get on with their spouse anymore that leads to a lot of divorces we're sadly at the age when people lose their partners through illness and and sudden death and and so on um and you know maybe you find a new lease of life as a as a woman at the this age and think i'm not putting up with this anymore i'm not going to be treated like this anymore i'm going to go off i'm going to have my independence and when you're ready you might want to start looking at and finding somebody to be part of your life again but it made me think about when I met James. And I was quite young. I was 20 at the time. Oh, gosh, that is young. Yeah. And now, what am I now, 54? Yeah, we've been together a really long time. <laughs> but I was, I would, I went down to Cornwall to a party. And I had just broken up with this paparazzi photographer who I'd been going out with for a while. And he dumped me. Ghosted me is the term now. Mm. If you're listening, Robin, I still can't stand you. But anyway, he, he dumped me and I was fierce at the time. I was like really anti-men, really fierce about it. Like, I don't want to meet anybody. So, of course, this is exactly, yeah. mm. exactly when you meet somebody. So I went to this party with my friend Lucy that we'd been, uh, it was a 21st birthday party. And so we go in there, it's in Cornwall. And um, we've all got drinks, lovely big marquee in the garden and stuff. It's a bit of a rambling story. So if you want to go straight on to the Sammy Wonder interview, <laughs> this is where you fast forward. But anyway, so we're in this marquee and I put down my drink just for a second to go off to the bathroom or something. And it's in a, so, you know, cheap wine in a red sippy cup or whatever. It's red sippy <laughs> cup. <laughs> but, it's so but, you, but you could put your drink down in those days and you wouldn't have anything put in it. Well, yes. Now you wouldn't dream about, of doing that's it. That's a whole other podcast. I put my drink down, this sort of cheap wine in a red soda cup. 
And as I'm coming back, I see this young man and he's he's taking the ring pull off of a beer can and he drops it into my wine on the floor. I mean, okay, it could have looked a little bit like rubbish on the floor. It could have done. But anyway, me in fierce Michelle mode, I stride up to him. I said, that was my wine, actually. And I get the wine and I pick it up and I pour it all over his feet. <gasps> oh no, I was so brave and like, woohoo. And he married and, you. Well, then I stomped off. Oh. Know, I'm too dr- in true dramatic style, I, I stomped off and he followed me. So I'm, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I had no idea. Da, da, da. And we spent, I don't know, six hours apologising. Oh, <laughs> it yeah. was very sweet. But, you know, by this stage, and we, <laughs> we were in um, a field and there was cow pats around. <laughs> I've been <laughs> and we had to, I know. Like, be careful that we didn't tread in the cow pat. By the end of the evening, it was so adorable. We had exchanged, you know, we didn't have like emails yeah. to um, exchange or anything, but we'd exchanged numbers and we'd written it on a napkin. I had the napkin. Mm. And uh, we arranged to meet. And I thought, well, I'm never going to see him again. So he said, well, where shall we meet? I can meet you in London next week. I said, all right, all right. I'll meet you at the Statue of Eros in Leicester Square. And um, we'd had a little bit to drink by this stage. But I knew there was a really deep connection immediately. I thought, God, I really, really like this guy. Unfortunately, by the morning, I couldn't remember what he looked like. (laughs) (laughs) So when... When I did go tiptoeing across to Eros in Leicester Square, because we were both working in London, I was like, I really hope I know which one it is. It's quite a busy place. It's so busy. You Piccadilly Circus, though. Was it moved? Uh, no, you're absolutely right. Yeah. Piccadilly yeah, Circus. Which is a very, very busy place. So, yes. So, mm. so busy. And there's loads of people. It's a good meeting place. Loads of people standing there waiting. <laughs> so I did a circuit <laughs> a couple of times, actually, until I thought, that's him. I'm pretty sure that's him. He's probably doing the same. Too. Yeah. <laughs> I know. But anyway, we moved in six weeks later. We've been <gasps> married for 31 wow. years. Yeah. Oh, that's love at first sight. It, it really was. Oh, it was. That romantic? He's still my best friend. Oh, he is lovely. Anyway. Oh, yeah. There's oh, people listening. <laughs> oh, gosh. I'm not even repeating any of my stories. <laughs> oh, I've got a really bad one. This is when I was about 16 and we were in Pizza Express and it was a friend of mine. Uh, we were double dating and <laughs> this poor guy, he suddenly ducks under the table he goes ah, oh my god oh my god oh my god and he's got cramp in his leg and being a sufferer of cramp in in your um what do you oh. call that the calf myself i'm like oh gosh you poor thing i dive under the table he's not he's not the one with me right he's on the opposite side of the table and i dive down there and i massage his leg and i say you're right are you feeling okay now because i know how terribly painful it is he said yeah i'm all right now but it was the other leg <laughs> Oh, God. Should we have a guest on? Yes, I think we should, yeah. It's <laughs> a rather long introduction into yeah. um, having a fabulous dating coach to talk to us a little bit more about how you go about it all these yeah. years later. Yeah, I don't think you'd need to know. You don't think you'd need to you know? You don't need to know. You know how to do it. Either massage a leg or beat them at Statue of Heroes. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. Yeah, so let's get Sammy on, shall we? Yeah. So we're delighted to be joined by Sammy Wunder today, who is a leading international relationship and dating expert. She knows what she's talking about on the dating scene, and her clients range from celebrities to CEOs, renowned authors, leading entrepreneurs, and more. And today, she's going to help us and midlife women everywhere find out how to get their toe dipped back in the water. So hi, Sammy. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. 
I'm not going to lie. It's it's harder in midlife if if you have been out of the dating scene for potentially decades, and you're going back into it. You don't look like you did perhaps in your twenties. I I can basically <laughs> guarantee that. Actually, <laughs> you don't feel like you did in your twenties, and you may be going back into it for very different reasons. It could be because you've been recently, or, or you. It could be because you've been bereaved. It could be be because you've got divorced. It could be for all manner of reasons. Um, and I think going into it from those different perspectives, you know, you're either revenge dating, having a laugh, having great fun, or you're very cautious and feeling like you just want companionship, perhaps, and you're not looking for anything sexual at all. So, I mean, where do you start, really, and and feel safe? I think um, starting point should always be clarity for self, asking yourself, why am I back in the game again? And I think to offer yourself grace and compassion, you know, if you've been through a lot, if you've been through a divorce, if you've been through a breakup, if you've just come out of a toxic marriage or relationship, it's very possible that right now you're not looking for something serious. Um, You're just looking to sort of date around, you know, get to know men, have good company, have a traveling partner, or, you know, even have a new sexual partner. So I think the society we grow up in, you know, as women, we are praised for, you know, being modest, being overgivers, and, you know, always putting ourselves at the end of our own list. And I think in midlife, you know, you come to a point of wisdom where you understand, oh, my God, you know, this is my life, I get to live it on my terms. And, you know, in the past, you know, I've been through a divorce, I've been through a breakup, I've been through all these bad experiences. And now it's my time to live on my terms. And so I think it's so important to have clarity around why you're dating and to own that without judging yourself. Now, if you're looking for something serious, that's also amazing because of course, having that kind of clarity can help you filter the men faster, help you filter dating partners faster because then you know what signs to look for if you're just looking for a fling or what signs to look for if you're looking for a keeper, if you're looking for a healthy, empowered man who's actually going to be loyal and devoted. So I think starting with clarity is phenomenal for success in terms of the results you're going to get. And I think the second thing is also allowing yourself to receive education and support when it comes to dating. So this is another thing that I see after working with, you know, thousands of women at this point. What I see is that, you know, we'll get support and help with um, our, you know, if we're struggling with our sleep, if we're struggling with our health, if we're struggling with our exercise and fitness. But when it comes to our love life, it still continues somehow to be that part of our life where we feel like we need to figure this out on our own. And, you know, if other women can do it by themselves, why should I hire a coach or why should I seek the help of a counselor or a therapist? And I think this is where the mindset, I invite women to shift this mindset and to remind them that there is no shame in asking for support. In fact, in every area of your life, if you want to succeed, hiring a coach, hiring an expert is actually one of the best things you can do if you want to get results. Mm. You, you know, I'm going to go back to a really good point that you just made. I think dating, the word, is heavily weighted. Um, I, I think it comes with all kinds of preconceptions. But the way you've just put it, 
a travel companion, a friend, uh, someone to go to dinner with. You know, it, we we don't have to be seeking something that is more than we're ready for, do we? It's, it's almost like we need a different word for it. Yeah, dating to me, I mean, reminds me of when I was was you know a teenager. So it's almost like it is a it is it's a frightening word for me dating. So it's sort of online friendship with a uh, with a partner, isn't it? I guess. I think um, that is possible, and at the same time, I think um, you have to then seek a man who is a vibrational match for that kind of desire. Because let's face it, like um, midlife is not the end of, you know, sexual desire. Midlife is not the end of, you know, being a woman. We're still women and we have these, you know, desires within us and so do men. And so I think it's completely possible to uh, go out and seek somebody just for friendship and, you know, travel company and dinner company. But then again, you have to be very clear about it because essentially when we think of dating, we are thinking of a romantic Equation, which is usually not platonic. In fact, if it were to be platonic, I'd be concerned. We don't look, as we said at the beginning of this interview, we don't look the same. Most of us have got wobbly bits. I do not intend to date because I intend to keep my husband alive forever, <laughs> even if I have to cr- <laughs> freeze him or something. I love my husband. I want to be with him forever. Um, other people who are looking on the dating scene Let's face it, we've got wobbly bits. We've got bits that would re- I would prefer to stay in the dark at all times. So, <laughs> snap, snap. Yeah, you know, yeah. You, you've built up a level of trust with somebody that perhaps you've known for a long time and then maybe that trust is broken because they have deceived you and, and committed adultery or gone off with somebody or they've left you because of illness or, you know, they've died. You know, all these different, different reasons. But I think, crucially... For midlife women, when we're often suffering from a lack of confidence, how do we... I don't know where I'd start, quite honestly. If I'm honest with you, I don't know how I would even... The idea of taking my clothes off in front of somebody else fills me with absolute horror. Sure. I think uh, you're not alone in feeling that way. And I think it's not just a midlife uh, crisis or a midlife challenge for women. I work with women all the way from 30 years to, you know, 65 years. And I can say that even women who, um, you know, objectively have gorgeous bodies, you know, you couldn't point a flaw, they might still feel the same way about themselves. And so I think the point I'm trying to make here is two things. The first thing is, it's not really about the way your body looks. It's about how you feel about yourself. And that is something that can be trained, right? So as I said, a 30-year-old with a perfect, you know, size zero, whatever that means, I've never been that, so I can't, you know, speak from personal experience, but like a size zero body woman could feel not confident and could feel not pretty because of the dialogue that goes on in her head, the nasty voices, the inner critic that says you're not pretty because X, Y, Z. And at the same time, somebody who's in midlife, you know, could have their wobbly bits. I mean, we're all humans and they could feel amazing about themselves. The the voice in their head says, you know, you have wisdom to offer. You have life experience to offer. You have so much more to offer than just your body. So it's so much about how you feel about yourself versus how your body is shaped. And I think the second thing here to understand is that we are more than our bodies 
And we have to release this limiting belief that men are only interested in our bodies, in sex, in how we look. Because I think that's a very limited perspective of love. If that was true, if it was just about sexual desire or just about the shape of our body, I wouldn't be working with supermodels who keep you know, having a lost relationship one after another, right? So I think we have to all understand and appreciate that there is something far beyond our looks mm. and the media and the magazines um, you know, the fashion industry, they falsely, you know, create this impression with photoshopped images on Instagram that, you know, you have to look a certain way in order to be an attractive person. Whereas over the years, like I, I've been doing this for a decade now as a love and relationship coach, what I have found after helping 900 plus women attract empowered, loving, devoted men is that these women valued who were they they were as people they had confidence in the experience they had they felt like they had something to offer beyond their looks which had to do with their you know their travels which had to do with the languages they spoke the books they had read they were interesting people who thought they had value beyond their bodies and i think in midlife even more so we want to put a lot of emphasis on those aspects because otherwise you'll just feel lost if you were to start comparing yourself with a 22-year-old model in skimpy clothes and you'd be like, I have no chance against that. But mm. you do. I mean, look at Jeff Bezos' girlfriend or slash fiance now, right? Um, <laughs> it's you know, like, what is she... it about the millionaire Paul Daniels that attracted you, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, so at one level, we have like Leonardo DiCaprio, who's just always dating mm. very, very young women. But we also have examples of men, you know, who are, you know, dating women, you know, who are not the 22 year old uh, skimpy dressed uh, supermodel. And I think we need more examples of that to remind ourselves that this is not the only part of the truth. There is a bigger truth here. Mm, I am mm. more than just my body. It's not the reality. Do you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. I actually... That is true. When when midlife women really come into our own, when, you know, perhaps when menopause is through and, and we're regaining some confidence and our hormone levels are more balanced out, it can be the most wonderful time of our life when we have dropped a few filters. We can embrace that what we do bring to the table is more interesting subjects than... And, and I think that's it. You just said it. it you, we're dropping the filters, which obviously would make meeting someone and dating very different to when we were younger because we wouldn't put up with stuff uh, you're right you and know. you're conforming you're you're you know when you're in your early 20s say you're you're doing what is expected mm. by by people you know you're, you're flirting in a certain way you're you're conforming and you're you know perhaps you're bending a little bit to to become attractive wear the right kind of clothes I think a lot of us will be like Take me as I am. Yeah. But even, I mean, I remember when I was young, you know, you even thought what your parents thought, or was it my mother thought um, about Culturally. any boyfriend. Yeah. So Gender. when you're older, you're like... <laughs> well, yeah. 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 I mean, there's uh, plenty of midlife women who've decided men are not for them yeah. anymore, quite yeah. honestly, mm. and they're done with that. They'd rather find a female companion that meets mm. those needs. Nothing wrong with that. And I, I think we're probably better able 
to not be judged in midlife than we were when we were younger. But but how would men react to that, to, to women like us? Not that not because I'm very happy with my husband as well. Oh, yeah. oh, sorry, I'm not saying it, but you know, would they be scared? Yeah, would they be scared of women like us? I think it depends on the kind of man you're dealing with. I think um, healthy, secure men will never judge anybody, man or woman, for having a voice, for knowing what they want, for going for what they want. And if you're dealing with somebody unhealthy and insecure, um, of course, you know, they'll probably carry judgments about who you are. And, you know, who cares about these people? Honestly, like I'm, you know, I think um, dating, the way I teach dating to my clients is like, this is all, dating is all about showing up as your authentic self. And as you were rightfully saying, you know, in your early 20s, you know, you are conforming, you're doing what your peers are doing, what your friends are doing. And as you get older, you just understand that, you know, even if you tried hard and changed yourself and attracted somebody, um, it won't last because Mm. at the first place, you attracted them by being a version of yourself that was not real. And so when you are showing up as your real self, it might be a little harder, it might take a little longer, but it's worth it because then the person you attract is actually a match for who you are and what can be more joyous and fulfilling than that. So tip number one, be authentic. <laughs> Absolutely, be, be authentic. yourself. Yeah. All right. So, so we're feeling more confident. We're ready to dip our toe in the water. So now what do we do? Is online dating the way or do we go and try and find a man at the local bowls club or in my case, <laughs> tennis club? Or, you know, what do you think online dating is is the way to go? Or do you think there's a lot to be said for just trying to meet people face to face and seeing if there's a connect? I've thought of a really great dating site. I might invent, invent one called Cuddly Connections because it's a lot less threatening <laughs> yeah, than yeah. than dating. But, you know, where do you find those connections? Do you, do you go online or do you, do you put yourself out there? Okay, I think it's not a case of this or that. I think um, when you have a goal or a desire, you use all helpful resources, all helpful parts to get to that desire. And so with my clients, I recommend a combination of organic dating and online dating as well. And I know online dating gets such a bad rap. Um, I've had celebrity clients who've sort of signed up to work with me and then said on the first session said, Sammy, I'm not going to go on Tinder no matter what you do. Everybody's going to know I'm there. You know, they're going to recognize me. And then I have, you know, invited them to be brave. And, you know, you can always have an alias or something, you know, like you don't have to show up with your real name. And uh, these women have gone on to find husbands. I mean, I have so many encouraging stories from Tinder and Match and, um, you know, Bumble. It's incredible. But it's also because of my own mindset. Like as a dating coach, you know, I know the power of these tools and how quickly they can connect you with the right person if you know what you're looking for. Because just like in the real world, there's also a lot of trash there. Like there's a lot of people who are just totally not quality. And it can be so easy to get frustrated, overwhelmed, and just think this is like, you know, no-go zone. But if you know what you're doing, and this is where expert help is so powerful in helping you see, you know, how do you sift and sort through the volumes of, you know, photos and profiles that you see. But Long story short, use both. And I think we also have to not go, not not say that we have to go finding a man. I think the men will find us. 
Our job is to show up and shine our light. Mm, you know, I like that. Show up online, show up online, you know, be the best version of yourself. Show up in a pub, be the best version of yourself. Read a book instead of sitting at home, read it in a park, you know, out in the sun and just be visible. So I, I look at it as just putting yourself out there and then trusting that when you're shining your light, it's going to bring the moths in and you just have to be ready to deal with that attention that is going to come to you as a woman just because you're a woman and that's how god mother nature made you you are attractive in your female form to men and they will come for you love that so tip number two be your best self and let them come to you if like me you're looking to lose weight then take a look at jane plan Jane Plan is the UK's leading weight management system that creates deliciously healthy meals and delivers them directly to your door. Together with their support, you'll lose weight, feel healthier, happier and more in control of your eating habits. Created by nutritionist Jane Michelle, Jane Plan is the easy and healthy way to lose weight. All your breakfasts, lunch, dinners and snacks are pre-prepared, perfectly portioned and nutritious taking the worry away when it comes to managing your weight. There's no calorie counting, no weighing, no complicated recipes to follow, and virtually no shopping either. In fact, all you need to do is heat and eat. And with personalised support from their qualified nutritionists, you'll join over 100,000 Jane planners who have lost weight and kept it off. Are you worried about anxiety, trouble sleeping, brain fog, low energy or low libido? Solora, the premium supplement for women over 40, has you covered. Say goodbye to night sweats, hot flashes and those pesky aches and pains. Solora is not your typical women's supplement. It's a game changer. With 12 clinically proven ingredients, all at optimal daily doses, Solora is designed to support you through menopause and beyond. Solora is all natural, vegan and with no additives or fillers. With a stellar 4.7 rating on Trustpilot, their customers rave, Taking Solora has brought me back to myself. No more night sweats, hot flushes and less brain fog. Visit www.selaura.com today and enter code 2WOMEN, all one word, at checkout for an exclusive 10% off your first order. All right, so... How about your top three tips on you're ready to put your profile photo on an online dating site? And we can go into all the different kinds of dating sites that are specifically for midlifers. There's a lot of them out there. So that's quite reassuring that you're not sifting through, you know, how awful would it be to go out with a 25 year old man? (laughs) That would be terrible. (laughs) But no, you've got you've got sort of um, age specific websites. Stop it. <laughs> She's making me laugh now. Sorry. If my husband hears this, it's going to go bad. <laughs> no, I'm not looking. But all right, so what would be your top tips for making yourself the photo that you choose, the description that you do, and is there anything that you should include? I mean, I think the top tip would be to put your best self forward, which is like, make sure you're not standing with another girlfriend. Like it's confusing. Oh yeah, they want to go out with her instead. Make sure you're not standing with your daddy. Make sure your eyes are not covered. Make sure it's not a poor quality picture. I think so often we, we 
forget that this is like a marketing CV, like you're applying for, like you have to be selected in a pool of many, many, many people. You have to stand out. So I recommend professional photos for my clients. I'm like, show me your best hottest self. Put on that red lipstick, put on a feminine dress and give me your best shot. So that goes on your dating profile. In terms of description, again, you know, how exciting it is for you as a woman to read like these generic profiles with men just saying, I love fishing, I love boating um, and like a fish picture in the profile. So again, just like it's not inspiring for you, you have to put yourself in the man's shoes and you have to say, okay, you know, how can I really bring out my most unique and specific qualities that will make me stand out in a pool of, you know, thousands, hundreds of thousands of women. And so, for example, instead of saying, I love traveling, you would you would instead say, get more specific. You know, I still remember that time when I swam in a wild river in Puerto Rico and the thrill of just being free. And now, like, I'm getting a sense of, you know, who you are as a person, the things that, you know, you want to feel emotionally, you want to feel free, you love wild rivers. Now I'm getting a picture of who you are. And so the way we help our clients write profiles is very, very specific so that it's bringing out the juice of you as a person and sets you apart from a crowd very, very quickly. And last but not the least, I think the third tip would be online dating profile is really the beginning of the journey. There is so much more that has to happen in terms of the skill sets you need to go from early dating, mid-level dating, all the way if you want a commitment, you know, like if you want exclusivity, there are so many other skills that you want to invest in, learn about. For example, you know, showing up in your feminine energy, you know, it's not a sexist term. Both men and women have both masculine and feminine energies, but at least the women I work with, so I I work with a lot of successful women, you know, and they tend to have a lot of doing, giving masculine energy. Mm. And in my single days, you know, today I'm married for 10 years and I'm a mom. So, you know, I'm not dating myself anymore. I'm just teaching women how to do it in a way that gets them results. But when I was single, you know, I had this, um, you know, these situations where I was a lot in my masculine energy and I was just sort of going on the dates and trying to impress the guys, then asking them for their number and then messaging them after the date and then saying, hey, you know, um, we should see each other again. It was really nice with you. By the way, there's a party if you want to join me. And I was doing all this work and I was becoming more and more like the masculine partner and the men I was attracting were so much more passive and lazy and laid back because that's the law of polarity in romance. You know, you attract the opposite energy. You know, that's how sexual tension exists in romantic relationships. And so I teach my clients how to embrace their feminine in dating, rest a little more, relax a little more, you know, have this goddess queen energy where he's pouring into you, he's making the effort for you. And this just changes the game because we are so used to giving and doing, especially in our careers. But at least when we go back to our relationships and our love life, we get to be cherished and poured into in that department of our lives. Mm, that's mm. interesting. The, the polarity of romance. That's an mm. interesting concept. Sammy, one thing I saw on your Instagram uh, page, some of your advice was rotational dating. So I'm going slightly off the subject a bit because I still want to come, come back to how you know you present your online profile and, and get it out there. But you recommend not sleeping with people too quickly and doing a bit of rotational dating, don't you? 
Yes, absolutely. And I think it's a very dignified way to date. When people hear the term rotational dating, they think it's about sleeping around and having multiple partners. And this is just the wrong information. Rotational dating is actually putting the power back in the women's woman's hand. Because what happens is usually when you go on a date, date one, two, three, men are going to ask you, ask you to be exclusive. They're going to be like, would you like to be my okay. girlfriend? Mm. And it's like, I'm sorry, but you hardly know me. We've met three times in total. So what does it even mean at day three for me to say yes to being your girlfriend? And what it really is, is an invitation to legitimize sex at that stage, right? So if I can call you girlfriend, then I get to sleep with you and nobody's going to raise their eyebrows and you're going to think I'm in it forever. And I say BS on that because I think it's a very man-serving concept, this concept of exclusivity, especially quick exclusivity, is a very man-serving concept instead of a woman-serving concept. And what happens is like, you know, women, we go, we say yes to exclusivity, we start sleeping with the guy, we start giving wife benefits without being wife, we start getting emotionally attached, we start to think this is going to lead to marriage, this is going to lead to forever commitment, we become the good girls in that exclusive connection. Whereas internally, the man is still playing the field. He's still thinking, you know, this is good for now, not sure if this is forever. And this is why so many of our clients who come to us, you know, they're heartbroken. They were hoping for an engagement ring. They were hoping for, you know, marriage. And all they get is like three, four years of girlfriend exclusive status where they close down all their options and then nothing from the guy, break up, move, moves forward, marries another woman within three months mm. where he was certain that, you know, where he was certain that she's the one, right? So what I teach my clients is take your time filtering and evaluating in early dating. You don't have to say yes to being exclusive with anybody. You get to play the field as long as you feel like you need to get to know a man for as long as you need to, you know, make sure you are trusting and, you know, sleeping with the right person. So in my own case, for example, I am from Indian origin, but my husband is German. And when I came to Germany, all the men, they just wanted to, you know, jump in my pants so quickly, like, you know, three, three dates, five dates. And I'm like, oh, my God, what is happening? I was dating for a husband. I wasn't dating to sleep around or have multiple flings. And so with my husband, he around the two month mark, I think we'd had like 12 dates or 14 dates. He said to me, so this is feeling really good. And I was wondering where this is going. Would you like to be my girlfriend? And I said to him, you know, I really like you, but I still don't know if this is it for me forever, you know, and I would really appreciate if we took a little more time. And so he was so respectful about it. We just kept dating. And by the six month mark, we were still not sleeping. He was holding out. He was respecting my boundaries. And, you know, he proposed at nine months. So I think this is a model that people don't even consider today. They don't even, they all feel like I have to be exclusive first, play girlfriend for years. And then maybe if I'm lucky, I'll get the ring and commitment. But I think if you hold yourself at very high standards and honor yourself and you, you know, move at a pace with men that values and honors you versus what they want, I think you attract better quality men and you get far superior outcomes um that is fantastic advice going back to old-fashioned values Mm. i'm so glad you said that because you you know you're not our age you're younger than us and your marriage is obviously more recent only 10 years ago 
I absolutely love that that's what you're telling people is to mm. hold out the way you know our mothers always did like don't don't give it up too quickly <laughs> because once they've got it they they're off they mm. go so so true gosh if I, if anybody takes anything away from this particular podcast I hope it is that you've got value and you just don't give it away to anybody too soon because you've got to build a proper relationship and you don't owe anybody sex just because you've been out on three dates. You do not. You don't have to to run before you can walk at all. And now, you know, with... Because and I hate to be, like, really cliched, but with Love Island presenting on TV that, mm-hmm. like, well, you get to know somebody... Well, you sleep in the same bed with them as mm-hmm. soon as you know them. Mm-hmm. N- not necessarily physically, but you, you have a cuddle and you sleep mm-hmm. overnight and you stay overnight and then it moves on to something else. Like, I just... I honestly kind of wish it would as you recommend, go back to something a little bit more genuine and fulfilling and something that ends up in something that's really meaningful. Absolutely. And I think a lot of this TV is role modeling, you know, even more trauma, even more negative experiences for the younger generation, because you grow up in a society where this is the norm. It's acceptable. If it's on TV, it's acceptable, right? And then that's what you grow up in. But I think it's leaving us feeling even more lonely, even more competitive versus really knowing what our worth is and that the right person will see that within us. And until then we get to hold out and we don't have to like keep giving it away to some random dude who just took took us out on on a dinner. So I think um, we do need a lot of education. This is why at the start of the podcast, I said, you know, get the education because if you educate yourself, I wish there was a curriculum about love education and what it takes to be a healthy dating partner and show up as a healthy, empowered adult in dating um, in schools and universities because nobody teaches you this stuff and you're just supposed to figure it out on the way. And I think it's one of the most important aspects of your life that impacts your mental health, your emotional health and your quality of life. Everything. Mm. Yes, it really does. Finding the right person and, and looking out for red flags. Can we move on to maybe what should make us run in the opposite direction? I think what should make you run in the opposite direction is number one, when he says he's not, if you're looking for something serious and a man says, oh, he's just looking for some fun. He's just looking for something casual. I think so many times when you like a man, you will ignore these words because in your head you'll think, oh, I'll convert him. Oh, he'll see how amazing I am and I will turn him from emotionally unavailable to emotionally available. Well, nobody can, you know, turn anybody else into anything without that person's permission. And so, like, if you hear these words, like, run. I think number two is just anybody who has an attitude of negativity and complaining about xyz so imagine spending the rest of your life with somebody who's complaining about the world the politics the money the petrol the job the boss the ex-wife so i think negativity and complaining again really um impacts your quality of life and somebody who can show up on dates without enough self-awareness to show that you know they're on a date and they should be putting their best foot forward versus complaining about the world i think that shows you that this is not like a very high level of self-awareness and maturity that we're dealing with i think another red flag is simply somebody who's not willing to put effort you see today there are so many choices um online offline 
And you want to be with somebody who is willing to go that extra mile to make an effort to build a real relationship with you. So if you're dealing with a man or a partner who or a date who just, you know, never sets up a date unless you call and text, never, you know, on his part makes an initiative, um, you are going to be miserable. <laughs> for the rest of your life because you're going to be the person who's doing it all, making it all happen. And if you didn't do and make it all happen, nothing would be happening in this uh, relationship. Mm. And I think last but not the least, we could have an entire like discussion around 25 red flags because there can be so many. We're dealing with human beings. Um, but I think in terms of um, quick pointers, I think um, what is also really important is to have somebody who can not be with somebody who can't take personal responsibility so nobody is perfect nobody is you know um nobody comes with zero wounds and not no negative experiences but i think when somebody messes up their capacity to say sorry that was not right of me or sorry for being late sorry for keeping you waiting sorry i flirted with that woman that is absolutely disrespectful I do not know what went through me in that moment that I did that, but I understand it upsets you. So I think somebody who's ready to look at themselves and their behavior um, is super important. And when you are with dating a man or in a relationship with a man who refuses to take personal responsibility, he's always perfect. You're always the one at fault. He never does anything wrong. This can be one of the most miserable relationships you're signing up for. So look out for a man who doesn't take personal responsibility and doesn't have the strength to say, I'm sorry, I messed it up. I will make this better. Great advice, yeah. really. And mm. I mean, I think we'll add some advice as well about the personal safety um, mm. aspects of dating online on our website when we do the resources for this. But I'm really loving all the advice that you've mm. given. And that, so shop around, mm. be authentic, <laughs> find your USP, and use that to describe yourself and, and maybe do some prep before you get into the dating scene. You know, write down all the wonderful things about yourself that you value and you know that you bring to the table so that you go in there feeling a bit more empowered to start with. You know, a bit like a gratitude journal, but a, a pre-dating journal. I, I feel like I often forget there's, there's things about me that would be attractive because I'm so busy, like many other women, being critical about the things that I don't like and spending a bit more time about, you know, like, I've got a good sense of humour and I can laugh about anything. That, you know, there's lots that we, we bring. So, mm. Sammy, what a wonderful, mm. wonderful conversation with you today. Um, where can people find out more about you on Instagram and um, where can they find your website? Yeah, so you just have to, I'm all over Google, so just have to type my name, S-A-M-I, Sammy, W-U-N-D-E-R, Wunda, and you can go to sammywunda.com and you can book a call and speak to one of my trained coaches about if you're looking for, you know, services to support you with your love life and attracting a healthy, empowered relationship. You can also follow me on Instagram at sammywundacoach and sammywundaofficial, my two Instagram accounts where I share a lot of empowering dating tips and last but not the least you know i think do something after listening to this episode like don't just you know finish it say this was inspiring but do something because i think action is so important when it comes to creating different results in your love life so take that next step 
Ab- for yourself. Absolutely mm. true. And just for our listeners, I can't work out whether it's us uh, in our studio that we sound like we're in an aviary or it's you <laughs> because it's lovely Let, let's just pretend we had this little chat in the, in the middle of a woodland um oak clearing or something because the birds roar around us today think, and it I sounds thought, lovely but i think it's us i think it is us we're in the bottom of my garden in our little studio summer house and it's next to the woods one of these days we're going to have to invest in soundproofing i think <laughs> but anyway sammy thank you so much for joining us that was just great Thanks a lot. Thank you. Thank Delightful you. conversation. Well, that, you know, wasn't quite what I expected. I'm so glad you said that. I knew you wouldn't. You weren't quite sure about this one, were you? Well, no, being obviously both been married, um, happily married, it, it wasn't, it's not something I've really even thought about um, dating. And as I said, I don't like that word dating anyway, because it just makes it, it does, I don't know, it just sounds... It's making connections, isn't it? It's, yeah. it's finding somebody that you'd like to share your life with, with perhaps more than platonic friendship. Um, yeah, but, you know, but, but as we talked about, I've always thought that I would, couldn't imagine going back into to that, that world because there is just so much choice out there. That sounds really bad. But, you know, when we were young, you, you, you met somebody at work or at a party, maybe on the train or something. But you can just, there's just online, offline, lunch dates, everything. I just, I, I wouldn't know where to start. But that's what Sammy is saying. She's, she's still saying you don't have to just do online dating. She called it organic dating, which <laughs> we just call it dating. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, I get that. Orga- it's, she's yeah. right. Don't read a book in your house. Go to the park and read it. But that's another Walk story I can tell you about when I was younger. You don't hear my story about that when she said it. I nearly started laughing. Are you going to tell it or not? I was in a park. I don't know if I can actually... It was when I was single. I was in a park in Italy. And I didn't realise I was sitting in this area where the prostitutes sit. <laughs> so I certainly got a date. You got a date? No, as in, no, I didn't want the date. But, you know, this, this, he must have been about 80 when this man came up to me. And didn't speak much English, but from his actions, I worked out what he meant. Oh, right. So, I, but I'm saying it's all very Did well you get sitting a good in rate? a park. <laughs> I was so I was upset actually. Yeah, like, no, I was like too. 22, I'd be really upset. being picked up by about an 80, probably about 70 something. But it's more the fact is that you know it is great to sit in a park and, and read a book, but make sure it's not sitting in a bit that's known for prostitutes. Yeah, good advice there from Liz, definitely. But I mean, go to it. Then, in that case, you're absolutely right. Go to a place where people that you might be interested in might be sitting <laughs> i don't know go to wall street sit outside on <laughs> yeah. the steps i don't know no but you're right it's yeah i, I yeah. It's, it's lost in translation mine was <laughs> i think it's more about uh i think prep yourself prep get get yourself value yourself give yourself an estimate of how good you are just like little things are you funny are you sarcastic? Are you good with clay? I'm, I'm, I'm putting these things <laughs> out of my of backside now, here. Now you're going to Debbie Moore. <laughs> oh, what a scene. What a scene. Do you like films? Yeah, are you yeah. are you an expert on films of the 1980s starring Whoopi Goldberg? Yeah. And there's lots of society. You can go to the historical society or the a film society. There are so many more. I, I'm sure they were out there when I was younger, but I just didn't know about them there well, you are wouldn't, so many... would you because you wouldn't be thinking oh what yeah. somebody in their 40s 50s 60s doing yeah. join the bowls club 
join the tennis club, but there wasn't, pick up a hobby. There wasn't the internet either, which you, you got the information, you were lo- more local and you looked in your local magazine or whatever. But you, yeah, so it's very different. But it's, And that's good. There's so much more opportunity. But because that what what comes with the opportunity is so much choice, you need to know what you're doing. It's like buses, isn't it? You, yeah. know. <laughs> you wait all, all your life for a bus and then 10 turn up at once. <laughs> well yeah so good luck with your looking for buses or whatever they are but i I do think there was some really valuable advice and we will follow that up with some resources and a a blog from sammy on our website and she's just offered us um um a free coaching course as well not not us (laughs) well (laughs) we couldn't coach anything (laughs) no not us definitely don't use us but you know sammy's got a, a, a coaching course that she's going to offer to our listeners so that'll be on our website which is elizabeth twowomenchatting.com and of course you can write to us at twowomenchatting at gmail.com and follow us on instagram at twowomenchatting so i hope you've enjoyed this one i certainly have i really have i hope i never have to use any of her advice but you never know no but you you might not use it yourself you never know but you know i've certainly got some friends who i would like to one i'm going to direct them to the podcast but from just chatting to her i've got a few little tips that i could give them yeah i meet them well one tonight actually Right, well, lucky her. Let's see how her journey goes. That's all from us. Chat soon. Thanks for listening to Two Women Chatting with our special guests. If you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to us if you left a rating and review. Even better, share with your friends. And please get in touch. We'd love to hear from you. There's a link on our Instagram bio and Facebook pages. 